Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we thank you all for tuning in happy monday and welcome to the healing she got faith show this is lily i am your self-love advocate your griefologist and i'm so happy to have you here with me on this monday we are in October. We are in episode 80. What episode are we in? 88. <laughs> we are in episode 88. Oh, man. I can't believe I have 88 episodes, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so we are in our grief season series. Today is October 2nd, and we will be discussing sitting in the pain of grief. So if you're new here, we are coming up on the fifth anniversary of my mother's passing. So she died on October 4th. You guys are getting an episode on October 2nd. At the end of September, we officially entered into my grief season, which is why we are in this series. I thought it would be I thought it would be necessary to talk about this because it's healing for me. It's also is healing for the community. And also too, I know that because of my experience and because of the permission i've given myself other people who are grieving have also gave themselves permission and so um i'll talk about in the episode but like i believe that is my calling so at the end of september we had officially entered into my grief season if you don't know what a grief season is that is basically the cluster of events that your biological clock remembers once once you have that loss or losses and so you can think of it as the society's grief season is the holiday season so usually from october to january because we have all the clusters of holidays and things of that nature but my grief season is really from october to january then i have a a small grief season in april maybe even july so it really just depends on how my body reacts and what that looks like Grief has been interesting to say the least. It has definitely been hard. Grief has taught me about myself and it has shown me my calling, which has, you know, been to give people the permission they need to hear to allow themselves to grieve. So today we are talking about sitting in that pain from your grief. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and jump right into our icebreaker. Here at Healing She Got Faith, no matter if we're on the podcast, no matter if we have a guest, and no matter if we're at a conference, a professional development, any type of workshop, we always do one icebreaker, which really is just me bringing a bunch of affirmation cards, and we pick them, and we say if they resonate with us, why or why not, and we discuss it. It's a great icebreaker for any type of activity. It really gets people talking you get people kind of comfortable it really um beats the traditional icebreaker of like the awkwardness of trying to get people's names and stuff like that but instead we ask really intense questions 
and or we just read some things and we read out loud and we say does it resonate why or why not a lot of times on top of that you just get people to be more comfortable in starting conversation and people start to be engaged so healing she got faith we do that no matter what and we'll always do it so here for this segment we will always welcome to our icebreaker segment All right, and welcome to episode 88's Icebreaker. We are currently using the self-care empowerment cards, which is a basically a bunch of cards that ask questions. And so it's funny because like last year I did not like these cards, but this year I really like them. So it just it just shows you like the difference that year can make. Like I did not like these. I hated answering questions and I barely use it, but now like these are becoming like one of my favorite decks of cards so and I think it's just because when I can't think of nothing I'm able to you know ask myself a question and honestly like just answer it because yeah anyways okay so today's question is if I could sit down and have a cup of coffee or tea with anyone in the world past our present who would it be what would I ask them so, I would, of course, I would have coffee because I'm a coffee drinker. Fun fact, I've been drinking coffee since I was two. It was diluted with water. But, yes, I have been co- um, a coffee drinker. This is probably cliche, but I honestly think I would ask my parents. My dad comes to mind because, like, that's the person that taught me how to drink coffee. That's the person. Like, when I think of coffee, I think of my dad, which is why I love coffee so much. Like, I drink coffee literally in memory of my dad, like, every single day because my dad, I don't know, I just feel connected to him. Um, What I would ask him, I think I would ask him, like, did he feel loved? I think I would ask him, you know, what could he have done differently in life? What avenues could he have taken? I would have asked him, like, his family history. I And then, honestly, I would have, I would ask him on an emotional level, like, how are you feeling? What is going through your mind? Do you need a hug? Like, what is it? Um, what is it that you need? And I just think I know my dad, like, my dad didn't have like the emotional output that I think he should have had and I think ultimately could have saved him another person that comes to mind is my great-grandfather Antonio Rodriguez I have two pictures of him and I love and adore them never met him wasn't even alive when he was alive but I think I would ask him hopefully I would know how to speak Spanish because that man did not know how to speak English um I would ask him about our family lineage, lineage, yeah, lineage. (laughs) I would ask him about our family lineage, and I would honestly ask him, like, just about life and how he handled it, again, with the emotional aspect, like, what are some of the things that you needed that you didn't get, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I, those two come to mind. I know that's really cliche, like, people who have passed. But um, I think, you know, if I had an opportunity to do, to choose a third person, of course, to be my mom, I would, you know, just, I don't know if I would ask her a question, but, like, just let her know, like, you fought until the day you died for life. And I know, like, you stayed alive as long as you did 
because of, of my brother. And so I um, think I would just give her a hug. Oh, I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> I think I would just give her a hug and just let her know that she did a damn good job um, with everything that life handed her. Life was not nice to my mom. And so I think with my parents, like, letting them know, like, I see you, I hear you. Life was not nice, but you, you did it. And you have three beautiful children and even more grandchildren who are a reflection and a legacy of who you are. And as far as, like, my great-granddad, like, honestly, I just need to know the family history. I just need to know, like, who are we? Because I just, I just don't know. And the family doesn't know either. So, yeah. Okay, enough of the soapbox. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump right into the topic of the day. And now you are entering into the main course meal of the episode, which is the topic. So you can always find the topics either in the show notes or on the calendar or on social media. But this is the portion where we literally break down the topic and just have a real life discussion of life. So enjoy the episode i hope you take something good from me always remember to love you the way you love the world okay welcome to episode 88's topic of the day we are talking about sitting in the pain from grief and so i'm walking in my grief season um i think that's important to know for my listeners as i am walking in my grief season i am learning as I speak to you, I am giving you some feedback and experience as I figure out what this thing is. Um, yeah, I'm walking in my grief season. I noticed that my body started. So an observation I had about my body was in July, I was like extremely happy. <gasps> Ooh, excuse me. I don't know why I got the hiccups. Um, so <laughs> sorry, y'all. I was extremely happy and I remember like five years ago was the last time I saw my mom, July 2018, and we were on a cruise and I think that was the happiest she had been. I think that was the happiest I had been and I was also in grad school. So that was like a pretty miserable time for me, but to be happy for those seven days or however long, seven, ten days, I don't even remember, that we were on that cruise and traveling the Red Sea together, um, we were extremely happy. And so biologically, I think my biological clock remembers that time. And so in July, typically, I'm just really happy. But as we get into September, and as we start getting closer to October 4th, which is the day that she passed away, I start to notice that I become very, very emotional. I am a lot more teary. I cry a lot more. It's, it's a lot harder to be happy. It, it's really, really hard um, for me. And so I noticed that my biological clock almost instantly knows when my grief season is. So um, this is the fifth anniversary of the car accident that would change my life, would change my family's life, would change my siblings' life, and ultimately would take the life of my mother. I had went completely numb. I literally took a break from life 
like literally was like, I can't do this and quit my job, moved to New York. My whole purpose for moving to New York was to get to know my family and to get to know where my parents came from. I'm not going to say that I was successful. I don't know that I know any more of them than what I've always known or whatever that may look like. Um, but the idea was I'm going to go where I come from, which is New York. My parents came from and try to figure that out. Ultimately, I took a break and I came back to life when I was ready. I was a, I was a completely different person when my mom passed away. I didn't even recognize myself. One of the physical things that happened was like I was about 150, 160 pounds when my mom passed away within a week, maybe two. I don't know. It felt like it. Maybe that's not possible, but I felt like within days I was like over 250 pounds. So like my body literally blew up like a balloon. And so that was something that I had to deal with. And even to this day, like still trying to deal with that, trying to eat better, trying to slim down and things like that. I had to really sit with myself, like really, really sit with myself. Like I said, I moved to New York and ultimately like I did move to New York, but then I traveled, like I traveled so much. And then when I was ready to come to New York and sit down, COVID hit. And so I was forced to sit down. I was forced to be by myself, but also to like, because it was a car accident the whole time, my siblings and I were still in an investigation for the car accident because it was a car accident. Like, it was deemed something. I don't want to get into the legal terms of things like that. But it ultimately was a car accident that required an investigation. There was really no time to grieve. And I think this is why it became it became such a passion for me. Because there was no time to grieve because there was still, quote-unquote, business as far as the investigation goes that had to happen. And so even when we wanted to grieve, we couldn't because there, like, things still had to be done. And so, like, part of that is, like, a lot of us never get time to grieve. We just keep moving on with life. Like, a lot of us just always keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And, like, our bodies are screaming out for us. Our bodies are screaming for us to just sit down. And so, like, for us... Like, so it was two people in a car accident. It was my mother and my brother. And we were really trying to nurse my brother back to back to health, which my brother is a walking miracle. You know, I don't know. I can't speak for him. I don't know how he feels or anything like that. But what I will say is I am so proud of him and just so happy that he is here. And it took a lot for us. So, like, we knew my mom was in bad shape. We also knew my brother was in bad shape, but my brother fought so hard to get better just to see my mom. Ooh, tearing up. <laughs> um, fought so I told you I get so um teary during this season. But um uh, my brother my brother fought so hard to see um to see to see my mom. So um, and that was hard in itself because again, we don't have time to grieve. It's like we know at some point we all realized like we were losing the very person that kept us together, and in that, it was almost like we couldn't grieve because we had this other person that we had to nurse back, like we couldn't lose both of them, so we had we had to nurse him back, you know what I'm saying. 
And even for him, like, he had to see my mom because they were right next door to each other. But because they were both so, like, in critical condition, like, he physically could not get up and go see her. And so I know that his strength came from, like, I have to see my mom. I have to tell her I'm okay. Like, I have to do that. Well, I don't know that. That's my assumption. Like I said, I can't speak for him. Um, On top of that, there was an investigation going on. And so because there was an investigation because there was an investigation going on um again we had to keep moving with life there wasn't really any um there wasn't really any time to grieve to be honest and then the resources so you know we talk about resources and yeah there's grief support groups but like a lot of the grief support groups like were through churches and i knew that we didn't really want to be affiliated with a church during this time. We really just wanted to focus on grief. Also, to looking for resource resources in Missouri for adults who are grieving was very hard outside of like private therapy, which we had that, but we needed more. You know, we we needed more, and so literally being told that because we're adults, there isn't any resources for us, like. We use EAP, me and my sister use EAP from our job, so uh, so we were able to get myself, my brother, my sister, my sister's kids, even husband, um, some therapy through EAP. I was able to use EAP for myself, and we were just looking for more because we needed more. We needed, because the thing about it was we needed support through this investigation because it was a constant reminder of everything that we were going through and we just did not have that support and we couldn't support each other because we didn't know what we were doing like all we can do is be a listening ear and one thing that like me and my sister have talked about like there were times in our grief season that the only thing we knew was that we were breathing like when you would ask us what do what do we want why do we want it we don't like the only thing we had an answer for was i'm alive today when you ask well what do you need i need water an air to live like that was our answer we didn't actually know like we were literally zombies in our own body and so in that like I I had to sit with myself I had to give myself permission to feel all of that because society would tell you you got to keep being strong they wouldn't want you to do this they wouldn't want you to do that but the only real way to heal and to move forward is to allow yourself to sit in that agonizing pain and I'll be honest, and this is, again, this is going to sound cliche, but one day it all ended and I could breathe and I was better. I went to therapy and I let out the biggest cry. And the therapist was like, this is what you needed. Like, you need to let this out. And from that moment on, I would go to the park. I would wake up super early in the morning, go to the park every morning. I would walk and I release. Literally, my schedule looked like I cried, I slept, I was angry. <laughs> um, I didn't really have too much to say. I didn't really want to be around anybody. There wasn't too much to be done um, but to allow myself to feel 
and see everything that everyone told me not to because that's the thing people have very good intentions but people do not know how to handle us when we are in pain and i said this in the last episode but some of the best things we can do is to allow a bereaver to tell us what they need and if they can't tell us anything just show up just be a safe space just just provide space like hold space and and I say this all the time, and if you physically just don't have the capacity to do that, that is okay. But be honest with a bereaver. Be honest. There's a lot of people that I will talk to now that will be like, yeah, I could tell you didn't believe in God. And um, I didn't know how to help you because you didn't tell me. And there was nothing I could do because you couldn't tell me. And the only thing I have to say to those people is I can't wait till the day that you grieve someone you love so much because once you experience that you will know and you will look back and be like this is what she was talking about and not to say I can't wait but I can't explain to you what that looks like until you go through it grief is not linear Grief does not make sense. There is nothing about grief that is A, B, C, D, one, two, three. Like A plus B doesn't equal healing from grief. Like it is completely up to you. There is nothing that you can do to heal from grief. There is nothing at all. And, and you can't explain it. People wanted me to be happy, but I couldn't. I, people wanted me to be happy, but I could not until I could. I could not until I could. And that is so hard to explain. And it, it was even harder to explain why I was in the moment because I didn't even know. I was going crazy. I couldn't recognize myself in the mirror. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. So I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you because I didn't know. And I pray to God that you don't ever have to go through that, but I know that you will. And the day that you go through that, everybody that that, that, that just left me and ghosted me, even I had a therapist who ghosted me, I pray that one day you have the support and safe space that you needed, that I, that I also needed, but I did not have, but I pray that you have it. Because that was some of the worst pain that I've ever dealt with. And if you are a bereaver, give yourself grace. If you are someone who loves a bereaver, small things count. Getting them their favorite candy, coming to their house and just sitting there, cleaning up, buying them groceries, bringing them a lemonade. The small things count, and those are the things that we'll remember. You will be the safe space that we remember. There is nothing you can say to somebody who is hurt, who just lost something that they love so much. Just hold space. Just hold space. Sitting in your grief is the best thing that you can do to heal. And it's going to be ugly. It's going to hurt. It's going to be lonely. It's going to be uncomfortable. But I promise you it's going to be worth it. And I promise you 
that you will learn your new normal. I don't believe that it gets better with time. What I do believe is that we learn our new normal and our new normal is our new life without that thing that we lost, thing person that we lost. So sitting at grief, um, for me, I really just had to sit in it. I can't really explain my process. All I can tell you is that I gave myself permission to grieve. And even now when I cry, I allow myself to cry. I do not hold back. When I'm upset, I'm upset. I don't hold back. When I get triggered and I have a smell or memory or thought, I let my body do do what it needs to do. Sitting in your pain is not what society is going to tell us. They're going to tell us to get up. They're going to say, oh, you're depressed. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Your body is going to tell you everything you need. You are going you are going to do good things if you allow your body to guide you in what you need to be done. And it's okay if you don't know. Just say that. I don't know because I didn't know. I, I didn't know. And sometimes I look back and I wonder, what the hell did I do <laughs> in that time? So, yeah, sit in your grief. It's uncomfortable, but it's, it's really what we need. You know, find trusted resources, find a grief group, therapy, safe spaces, you know, have some backup things that you like to do. But also also give yourself that permission to lay in bed. Give yourself that permission to call off work. Give yourself that that permission in your grief season. Like I said, I'm coming up on five years. I don't work on the day my mom passed away. I don't work on my birthday. She passed away like two to three weeks before my birthday. So I don't. I don't. I can't. And I give myself permission for that. I will not. So anyways, um, yeah, sit in your grief. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my TED Talk. Just kidding. This is the Healing She Got Faith show. <laughs> so yeah, sit in your grief. Give yourself grace. Find that safe space. I love you guys, but love you the way you love the world. And let's go ahead and end with our affirmation. All right, so you are now about to hear our affirmation. I want to give you an affirmation to carry for the week. So from Monday to Monday, you at least have an affirmation that you are repeating to yourself every day. She got faith. Listen, we want to give you affirmation to get through the week. So enjoy. All right, and we are in episode 88's affirmation. Today, this week's affirmation is, I speak for myself and I am always heard. I wrote this because when I was grieving in the midst, I wish I would have spoke up for myself. But like I said in the episode, I just didn't know what I needed. But now that I'm on the other side of grief and on the other side of acceptance, which you can go back a couple episodes and hear what that's about. I do speak up for myself and I'm always heard. And I think that for me, it was important to speak up and to advocate for myself and for Delisa who couldn't speak up for herself. And I think it's important to speak up for those people who are grieving and don't necessarily know like how to navigate life. So this week's affirmation is I speak up. I speak up for myself and I'm always heard. And just I just want to send love 
and a big hug to anybody who's grieving. I know it's hard and I know it's hard to speak up, but I promise that once you give yourself that permission and you're able to move through and figure out your new normal, speaking up does come a little bit easier and people will listen to your story. So I love you guys, but love you the way you love the world. And I will catch you next Monday. All right, we have came to the end of our show. I really appreciate you for listening and sticking with us and coming every Monday at 3 p.m. Central to hang out with us. I appreciate you guys. I can't thank you enough to my listeners, followers, everybody, friends, family who loves and believes in everything that I'm doing. I really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you, but I always want you to remember to love you the way you love the world. And I'll catch you next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.